Welcome back to the only podcast that has the audacity to blame you for everything that went wrong in your relationship. This is Side Piece Season. I'm Inero. Let's go. In a conversation with a friend, we discussed how quickly good looks get negated when there's nothing to back them up. So if you approach someone because they caught your eye and when they open their mouth, they came across as vacuous or a jerk, all that heat gets chilled real fast. No substance equals major downgrade. It speaks to how quickly relationship happiness can go away, how fleeting it is. And it's easy to mess up, but it's also easy to elevate. It all depends on your skills. So what are some of the main things that contribute to the downgrade and demise of a marriage or a long-term relationship? If you've been here a while, you know I'm going to start with communication and then self-esteem slash self-worth, attachment style, trust, your upbeat outlook or lack thereof, safety, conflict resolution skills. Are you trying to control somebody? And what are your expectations? Of course, there's more, but these are the big ones, in my opinion. Communication includes what was said, what was unsaid, how it was interpreted, and whether or not it's truthful, supportive, and not overly critical. Self-esteem. If you're not pleased with yourself, nobody else is going to be able to please you either. Your insecurities are fucking it up for all of us. Attachment style. Do you cling too tight or are you trying too hard to act cool and unmoved? Are you anxious, dismissive, avoidant, fearful, avoidant, or secure? Trust. Self-worth and attachment style will play a huge role in how much you allow yourself to trust. Do you have an upbeat outlook? Everybody likes the cheerful person. They're fun to interact with. They themselves derive a lot of pleasure from just about any situation. That energy is infective. People want to be around that, so they're drawn in by that. Safety. Can your partner reveal their vulnerabilities to you without some fear of reprisal? The greater the sense of security, the greater the relationship satisfaction. Conflict resolution is one thing, but conflict resolution without grudges is what you need. It's easy to accumulate a lot of unresolved issues. The problem is that they aggregate. It's far easier to address five small issues Versus thousand small issues. Control. More specifically, more specifically, resolving your desire to control the other person. You know who you are. You want to run things. And then your expectations. Does everyone know what you want? And are they all prepared to give it to you? You have habits ingrained to express these already. Are they productive or counterproductive? Hopefully you have other things like bravery and calmness. This is not an exhaustive list. I didn't even mention adding children to the situation. Also, there are many challenges that are only going to be faced by a specific population. Things like addiction, illness, so on. All of these are somewhat interrelated. Attachment style impacts expectations, safety, and trust, which impacts communication, self-esteem, and outlook. Every skill on the list probably cannot be mastered They require intentionality and effort to wield effectively, and we're still human. We don't always show up with our A game. If you don't already possess these skills, you shouldn't delude yourself into thinking that you'll have them all down pat by next weekend. They're built on mindset and great emotional control, meaning when you experience negative emotions, you don't allow them to take over. And you're capable of giving a measured response to a situation, 
even if that measured response is excusing yourself to collect your thoughts and calm the fuck down. You can get yourself out of negative mindsets well and without residue, which is a major accomplishment all by itself. Blaming a particular gender does not address this. Polyamory does not address this. Saying that marriage is dead and an outdated construct does not address this list. So please stop with the one-size-fits-all, five-simple-step tactics. It's more complicated than that because humans are more complicated than that. So what is the answer? Improving yourself, of course. Put it all on you. You have to take charge of you and get over your own bullshit. None of us are perfect. We won't ever be that way. The flaws are baked in. Confirmation bias, naive realism, all of this plays roles in the downfall of our relationships. Add to that the fact that individuals can only control themselves. Frankly, there's very little chance of success when you endeavor to fix, air quotes, your partner. It's a long shot at best. Let's circle back to confirmation bias. Confirmation bias allows us to think that any data that confirms what we already believe is accurate and any data that conflicts with what we already believe is just complete horseshit. It's a protective measure, I guess, but it's very limiting. And I know some of you think, no, that's not me, which is why I mentioned naive realism right after confirmation bias. Naive realism is the bias that allows you to believe that you see the world objectively while others do not. And listen, our brains do these things to streamline our thinking and to make the world make more sense. Now we don't have to overthink things, just take action. It's a mental shortcut. The problem, obviously, is that the perceptions can be completely false, but we stick to them anyway. Also, being correct feels great. It's good for our egos, and it's difficult to go against what we think, regardless of the facts. Before we go down a psychology rabbit hole, let's get into the list. Communication. This one is huge. I'm always talking about it. Listening is one of the hardest things to do. Most of us listen for the gaps so that we know when we can start talking again, rather than listening for comprehension's sake. Resisting the urge to talk over the other person is tough, especially when we're excited. But some of us don't listen. We just blurt out responses. Basically, we abandon the conversation in favor of two separate monologues. When you're listening, you should be listening well enough that you can restate what was said. And then restate what was said. This confirms that you were in fact listening and it allows you to clarify your understanding of what was said. Stop hoping that you were understood. Instead, ensure that you were understood. Check your confirmation biases at the door. It's easy to fall into a trap of only listening for statements that verify your beliefs. And when the situation gets tense, remain calm and use tact, which takes a lot of practice. So go out and get some practice as often as possible. Maybe join a group like Toastmasters International. I recommend the book Simply Said by Jay Sullivan. Self-esteem. Whew. After playing the role of side dick for a whole two years and some change, I can comfortably say that the way you feel about yourself is definitely linked to the types of relationships that you will allow yourself to enter. Some studies state that being in a good relationship increases self-esteem, while others found the opposite. High self-esteem increased the relationship satisfaction. I can argue either point because as my self-esteem improved, the side thing started working differently. 
how well your relationship serves you is linked to self-esteem and self-esteem is not static. As it changes, so does the relationship. So what can be done to boost your self-esteem? For me, it was hiking, walking, mindfulness practices. They opened the door to forgiveness, self-directed kindness, and an acceptance of what was. From there, I got somewhat happier, slightly happier, and I started looking for ways to become even more happy. Somewhere in there, I started this podcast, which was helpful. It focused my mind on something creative and forced me to learn new things. I found myself in supportive circles as other podcasters were positive and generous with me. Shout out to Donnie, Kurt, Jose, Matt, Big Rob, Mojo, and Travis in particular, but not in any particular order. Um, Thanks for all the support. If you are in a low place, you might require help from a counselor or a psychiatric professional. It makes sense to consult a pro if what you're doing is not working. Absolutely no shame in that. You just have to find the right fit. If you're near Murfreesboro, Tennessee, I recommend James Bush, LPC. He's an alumni of PsyP season. He was back on episode 82. If you want to check him out, he also has a podcast called Mind of a Man. Attachment styles. I'm not the one to guide you through making peace with your past. One day, it just dawned on me that I had to move on. There was no point in reliving events that happened years or even decades prior. It may have been the realization that I was following a habit that was passed down to me, one that didn't serve me, so I keep it. As always, if you need help with this, search online or your local resources and get the ball rolling. The sooner you start, the sooner you get better. Trust. The more trust that you have in a person, the stronger the bond. This is blatantly obvious. But let's not forget that it is possible to have a lack of trust in yourself. I improved in the aforementioned areas, but my insights in there. I'm all about talking to somebody that has some real tips and some experience in this area. So if you know anyone, send them my way. Safety. So huge. Even though we do reckless shit in relationships that put our safety at risk, safety in a long-term relationship is vital. Is it a subset of trust or does trust come from safety? I don't know. Regardless, they go hand in hand. If you don't feel safe... You'll keep that person at arm's distance. You're not going to let them inside because you don't feel safe. And feelings of safety can be lost at any time. Ego can get in the way of safety. When we're not secure within ourselves, it's damn near impossible to feel safety from someone else. And your ego can be threatened by so many things. Do you secretly dislike your partner's success because it makes you feel inadequate Are you worried that they've had better sex with someone else? Do they laugh too loud at their handsome coworkers' jokes? Get out of your head. How do you grow past these fears? For me, controlling the negative thoughts was key. Stop that habit dead in its tracks. Address your concerns, your insecurities, head on. Having an upbeat outlook. Except for assholes, nobody really prefers to associate with assholes. Kendrick wrote a song about it. The saying, you draw more bees with honey, is about it. If our interactions are negative and stressful, I begin to link you 
with negativity and stress and thus distance myself from you. No, not for the short terms when you're going through something. But when you make it your habit and you embrace the darkness, I start looking at the exit. That shit is contagious. Negativity, regardless of whichever ways you are expressing it, brings the vibes down. And nobody wants to be with that. On the whole, life is amazing and beautiful. Possibilities are endless. And then here comes the Doug the Downer or Negative Nancy. Mm -mm, Nah, keep them away. Once we embrace the cynicism and sniping and low-key hostility, we create more of the same in our partners. I don't want that. It's completely undesired. Conflict resolution. The key is to be able to resolve conflicts without any leftover bitterness. When it's done, it's done, and you move on to the next thing. Some of us are in combat mode, though. We have to win. We keep score, and we're always looking for a chance to get back at you, to have our revenge. I'm not a negotiator, um, so I'm going to go ahead and recommend Conflict Communication by Rory Miller. Control. This speaks to uh, the battle. Some folks want control over you. You are in a battle with them, and you don't even know it. What's at the heart of this? Who knows? Could be a lot of things. Trying to control others is a waste of time, and it only serves to frustrate and bring the vibe down for everybody. If we embrace the fact that we can only control ourselves, this problem goes away instantly. Expectations. We all have expectations. Are they realistic? And have they been communicated? Do you expect to be pampered because your father told you you were a princess? Are you homeless sexual? Thinking that you will get to live off ladies simply because you give good dick? Are you on some bullshit? Are you one-dimensional and not bringing much to the table, if anything? In a long-term relationship? Nobody wants that. We want relationships that are dynamic and multifaceted. Additionally, we want to know what we're getting into before we commit. I know of this couple that started as swingers while they were dating, and they were both fine with it. They loved the arrangement. But then they got married, and one of them was mad about it. That person had an unvoiced expectation that the swinging would just stop once they were married. Why? And if you were thinking that, you definitely needed to speak up. This is the zone where you witness a lot of folks doubling down on bad situations rather than fixing them. So say, oh, we don't work well together. Well, then clearly we need to have a baby. That'll fix it. We're bad as a couple. Oh, well, then let's get married. That'll fix it. The thought process is nine parts wishful thinking and one part facts. Rather than letting go, they just escalate because they have these expectations that somehow making things more serious will make them operate better and feel better. Listen, we all have to work through our past challenges, improve whichever relationship skills we suck at. Doing all that makes having a great relationship easier. But don't kid yourself, it can still fail. There's still another human being to deal with. I'm just giving you keys to success, not a foolproof plan, because there is no foolproof plan. Think about it. I'm out of here for now. Have a great Monday, a fantastic week, and an amazing weekend. I'll see you back here in a week, and we'll do it all over again. 
Stop fucking up. Like, subscribe, rate, and review. It helps the show to grow. If you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. And if you don't like what you're hearing, tell an enemy that it was the best thing you ever heard. Send your DMs to me at sidepiece underscore season on Instagram. Remember, the National Crisis and Suicide Hotline is 988. Again, that's 988. Make sure that anyone that needs it knows it. Every month is Human Health Month. As always, be good to yourself and be good to others. Peace. All of this is designed to keep you from experiencing... 